following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. All right, post-holiday edition of the Intentional Foul right before the new year. You and I have just returned from Janesville Craig from doing a couple of ball games the last two days to knock out one of these podcasts. Post-game podcast. It is. It, it is the extended post-game show as we turn to the uh, back to the Intentional Foul. Nice to see loyal listener Matt Murray at the game today. He stopped messaging and emailing us uh, to say good job. I, I mean... Does he still listen? I think. I mean, I mean, he waved at me today. He didn't wave at you, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we didn't do anything last week. Everything uh, go well for Christmas? You get any yeah, good stuff? Yeah, I mean, I... Did you give any good stuff? Yeah, I mean, I just pretty much have to buy for my parents and my grandpa. And, yeah. you know, they all got a grip load of food for me. And that'll keep them happy for the foreseeable future. And... You know, yeah, I mean, at this point in life, I, you know, there's, if I want it, I buy it. So it's just, you know, the essential kind of stuff that your mom gets you, even when you're, you know, we're only, so it's just different for us. It is very different. You know? Yep. Like, my mom still buys me underwear. You know? (laughs) Like, here, here's some socks. It's like, oh, I I appreciate, I need them, but... (laughs) It is what it is. Yeah, I've had to tell my mom to stop buying me clothes. Yeah. You know, I need My things. mom can't help it. Really? She's, no. No. Just just buying, buying clothes. I buying just, clothes. I need things that I can, like, operate or use in my life. You know, yeah, like. well, most I, of that stuff I feel like I've got. Yeah. You know, I mean. No, I and so she's she she did a, a great job this year of getting me things that that I can use that are um you know that I can apply to everyday life and not just you know either put in my closet or find a gift receipt for it and turn around and go back so I can get something my, that I, that I want. My best gift though, my dad got me a a pack of Panini basketball cards from 2013-14, which was Giannis's rookie year. Eight cards in a pack, right? Okay, I think he paid like. 25 30 bucks for the pack and uh i pulled a Giannis rookie so really so that was nice good for you that was pretty lucky all right so speaking of that oh, i just wow. got these <laughs> from my secret santa which turned out to be boss ben by the oh, way oh wow okay he, he drew me and so that some cards yep that was my nice. last gift so let you you can open those right now and see if right. see, 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 see we get all on the air i'll do one pack these are 1987 Tops, yeah, with the gum. We're not eating the gum. No, I've, I've tried it. It's not great. So these, oh, it's already broken in. And these are the ones with the wood paneling that looks like the 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 grocery getter. Okay, Glenn Braggs from the Brewers. All right, there we go. Bad. Raphael Paul Merrill, wow. future star. Whitey Herzog. Oh, well, yes, Cardinals. I'm not sure you can walk around America nicknamed Whitey anymore, but probably not. Um, nobody so far. God, I love the old Expos uniforms. Oh yeah, I really do. Let's There's see, the Scott old Pirates Fletcher, logo. Gene Michael, oh, Danny wow. Heap of shit. Oh, <laughs> Scrap Iron Phil Garner. Okay. On the Astros there. Oh, nice. But, yeah, pretty uh, right. pretty much what 
what these usually are. Which Remember, is a lot turn of back the clocks. Yeah. Got a Ricky Henderson. Oh, I've got the Brewers leaders. Ooh, nice. All right, here you go. So this is great. This is great radio right here. Um, runs, hits, doubles, and triples. Who led the team in them? Oh, my God, I have no idea. Is it Yount? Yeah. It's got to be Yount. Yeah. Yeah. Homers and RBIs. <sighs> um. Oh God, I'm I'm I can I I know who would tell me Rob Deere. Yeah, okay, I wasn't gonna guess Deere. Stolen gonna... bases. Uh, see, you're you're better at this Molitor. stuff than me. Molitor. Molitor. Yeah. Uh, I got an All Star Keith Hernandez. Ooh, Jerry and, Seinfeld would help. There's him a move. oh. Got an All Star Dwight Gooden. Check that for cocaine. Sniffy residue. sniff. That's yep, right. There might be a little blow on that card. <laughs> if you get a strawberry, that's the trifecta. Oh, Storm and Gorman. Nice. Gorman Thomas nice. for the Brewers. All right, so there's there's a couple of packs of 1987 <laughs> tops that uh, my boss went over to Kryptonite, just grabbed a bunch of cards, mm-hmm. and he put a couple of packs every other day on, uh, and we kind of talked yeah. about that. So that's you, you. You could certainly get worse Secret Santa gifts yeah. from a workmate than that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. He gave me a nice Bucky statue um, that I can that I put with like with my bobbleheads. You know, right at the end of our, our grand finale and stuff like that. So so that was pretty cool. It was a good job by Boss Ben. All right, let's uh, let's move to the actual uh, content of sports things that we uh, missed out on the last week or two. Uh, we'll start with the NFL Christmas Day game with the Packers, which I watched up at my father-in-law's on his tiny corner TV. Um, Packers hung on to beat the Browns 24-22. Um, this has been a couple of weeks now with issues on defense. You know, they started really sketchy, Joe Barry's defense. He got kind of uh, criticized a lot being the D coordinator of going other places and not doing very well. Comes to Green Bay, they don't perform really well. And then in the middle part of the season, they started really turning it around, and they elevated into, like, top five, I think, in, in defense. And now the last couple of weeks, things have really fallen off. Um, probably should have lost that game. If they don't pick off Baker Mayfield four times, I don't think they win. It's not like they turned him into any points, but um, yeah, that was really the saving grace. The, 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 the fact that Mayfield had himself four turnovers. I didn't see much of the really any of the first half because I was still watching the Buck game. Um, but yeah, I mean Mayfield, you know, he's been taking a lot of shit this week and in, in the last couple weeks for his play. I mean. Cleveland has not done him any favors by not shutting him down. He's hurt. I mean, it's it, the guy's yeah. got a gigantic brace on one shoulder. On his non-throwing shoulder, but still. But still, the guy's hurt. He's banged up. He's been banged up for the last six weeks. Um, yeah, I, I, as concerning as I think the Packers probably are about their defense, you know, I, I think they're still pretty hopeful they're going to get a few guys back here in the next well, week or so. They're going to get somebody back because they got 12 guys on the COVID list right now. Right. My issue a little bit right now with the Packers is what's going on with the offense? Pretty pedestrian. Rodgers admitted to it um, in an interview on McAfee where he said they they asked him about, you know. Was that um, before or after he played the victim card again about how everybody's mean to I him? I don't remember when it when in the interview it took place. But they said about, you know, taking your foot off the gas pedal and, you know, really kind of letting up and whatever. And he said that's kind of cliche to not, you know, keep it, keep your foot on the gas pedal all the time. But he said it was true that he and Lafleur needed to do a better job of planning with Hackett, you know, in-game 
to really stay aggressive and close out teams. And he admitted that that, that was a fault of theirs against, against Cleveland. And the offense just as a whole has not looked that great. But, but weren't, weren't, weren't Packer fans complaining about that with McCarthy? Oh, for sure. Yes. So what's the common denominator here? It's the quarterback. Well, um, I mean, you're the I one. Don't, I don't know. I mean, do do they is the is the Tanyan is him not being there? Is that starting to rear its head here a little bit as we get down the stretch? You're not, you know, Randall Cobb has been out. Yeah. You know, now I think Valdez Scanling he's he's, 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 he's on out. The list. He's yep. on the list. So you know, the running game's been pretty good, but it hasn't been. Dominant, no, by no. any means. It's just, it's been good. Yeah, um, you know, obviously Devonte Adams is is one of the best players in at his position in football. But I don't know. I mean, other than the Bear game, where they put up forty whatever, mm-hmm. um, they they just have been pretty average offensively. I'm not worried about when push comes to shove the offense scoring points. I think that they can do that. My worry is now that the defense is starting to look like a couple of years ago when they got to the NFC Championship and San Francisco ran for like 300 yards against them or whatever ridiculous oh, yeah, number it Cleveland was. was. I mean, <laughs> they, they ran for over 200 against them. the The last drive. Oh, my God. Was just, it was some of the worst coaching. Yes. I mean, I was thinking about it. These football coaches that that they get down to the goal line and they have to throw or like four or five yep, wides, yeah, or these yep. or like Stefanski the other day where you, you run the ball all over the Packers, you get to midfield and then all of a sudden you decide, hey, I got to have my one armed quarterback win me the game now and, and throw it three straight times or whatever. Yeah, like I don't understand why football coaches constantly keep getting away with this shit because if Craig Council ran his bullpen the way that some of these guys operate in these situations as football coaches, people want them fired constantly. Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, the end of that Packer game, I mean, even if I had been a Packer fan, I would have been apoplectic. Like, what what the fuck are they doing? That's what I was wondering. Like, why aren't you giving it? To your running like, back who has they, destroyed Nick, them Nick all game. Chubb was killing them. Yes. And he made like three great runs. They take him out of the game. He never comes back in. What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, again, we've talked about overcoaching, Man. thinking too hard, and really, you know, out analyzing yourself with some of this stuff. Because we've seen LaFleur even do it with, with the running game. And, you know, A.J. Dillon, he's inside first and goal inside the five yard line. Dylan's not even on the field. There's your hammer. You don't even run the ball once. You have to spread it out and and throw throw the ball three straight times. And and I and I wonder, is is that a I want to appease my quarterback and he wants he wants the touchdowns to pie and and I'm not this isn't just a Packer thing. I'm just saying in general, because you see this all over the league. Is is it is that what it is is that these coaches that they want to prove how smart and creative they can get and how cute they can get with some of these plays. I mean, you know, you, you watch some of these teams. Teams are on the three and they're trying to run a fucking reverse, yeah. and it's like, what are you doing? Smash them! This is professional football. Smash you can't em. you can't run jet sweeps with Melvin Gordon like the Badgers were doing years ago, over and over and over. Like this is the NFL, dude. Sideline to sideline, your ass will get chased down. Yes, for sure. No, I, 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 it's just I, bizarre. I, I don't get it. So, 
Um, Packers now have to take on the Vikings on Sunday night. They added a couple of more players. Mercedes Lewis got added yesterday. Um, and uh, Oren Burks, linebacker, plays primarily special teams, but subs in on defense. And then they added more guys today, including their punter, Corey Bohorquez. Who's going to punt? No idea, but they're going to need to go out and get somebody. I heard, I can't remember who, maybe maybe it was Cousin Sal when I was listening to Simmons' podcast. Why don't kickers practice punting and punters practice kicking? Great question. Because of situations like this. Didn't that happen in Carolina a couple weeks ago? Like their kicker got hurt before the game, so it was like, well, they have to go for two every time now. No, it's you, like you shouldn't. Well, why can't your pun your punter can kick off and can kick it seventy five yards off of a tee, mm-hmm. but he can't kick a thirty yard field goal? Like I don't I don't get that. Nope. Uh Tyler Davis, the tight end who played a little bit, he got put on, so now you got Lewis. And he got Davis, so you've got basically DeGuara, and I'm probably missing somebody else at tight end. I don't know who's gonna who's gonna play tight end now. Hmm. I've, I mean, I have no idea. So John Coon's available. They could maybe Jesus, he's too busy sideline reporting. Brush the cobwebs off him, maybe. I don't know. So Packers and Vikings on Sunday night. Uh, Bears. I was really disappointed. I was on my way home on Sunday, and I was trying to dial up YouTube TV. I got a, a nice little Christmas present, a dashboard holder for my cell phone. Sure. I wanted to put the game on so at least I could listen to it and at stop signs and stoplights and stuff, kind of glance over and watch. There was no coverage on, on Fox on my YouTube of the Bears in Seattle. I was really pissed. Well, who wants to watch that game? I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to. I didn't. You didn't watch any of it. I mean, a little bit more yeah. than I wanted to. Because you get the red zone. So, so yeah, you, yeah you, that, was really, that was really why. How did they come back and win that game? I wanted to say it was the most embarrassing loss of the year in the NFL for Seattle. For Seattle, but then I was, but then like a half an hour later, um, Houston Houston beat the Chargers, and yeah, and then I started thinking back about well, okay, like there, there's, there's been some stinkers this year for yes. sure, but like Seattle's a mess. Russell Wilson is done in Seattle. I I just. He tried to force his way out. Well, I, I think he it's... I think he made a selfish move, a little farvish, um, coming back and playing when he wasn't ready to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came back with that that broken finger, what in four weeks, and it's an eight week injury. And he played with the he, he, he played against the Packers, and, and he's been with. atrocious the entire time he's been back. So, um, it was just two bad teams. I think it's hilarious that Nick Foles. Just pulls one out of his ass again, and 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 then you know you get the inevitable. Well, you know, does this save Matt Nagy's job? And it's like, uh, no, he hadn't no, played for a year. Yeah, and then the kid, this this kid that caught the two point conversion to win the game. I mean, unbelievable play. Was, I don't know how Jimmy Graham caught that in between two no, guys for the touchdown it, either. Exactly. So I mean, the Bears had a little horseshoe up their ass uh, on Sunday to to get them that win. But at the end of the day. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It was a bunch yeah. of guys that are probably not going to be there next year, including the coaching staff, so good for them. All right. Uh, elsewhere in the league, Urban Meyer got fired towards the end of the season. That that was that had kind of turned into a dumpster fire. And, yeah, the Jaguars are kind of that kind of organization, but there was a lot of off-the-field stuff. Some of the players weren't really happy, and it just it just didn't seem like it was destined to work out. Very weird. Like, First of all, he gets fired like in the middle of the night because I wake up in the morning and I heard it from you mm-hmm. at like 630 in the morning on the radio that he got fired. Um, 
you know, the whole thing kind of spiraled out of control when the story about him allegedly kicking the kicker right. came out, which then it came out that the team knew about this the whole time. It just came out publicly, and it seemed like when it came out publicly, that's when the team decided they had to cut bait with Meyer, which, okay, that's a little interesting. That's what I thought. Um, like, that's going to put you over the top. You know, and, and that's one of those things, okay, well, you know, a kick to me is different than a kick to you. You know, this guy, this Josh Lambeau that claimed that it happened, you know, they cut him. He's not in the league. Does he have sour grapes? Perhaps. Um, I've heard a lot of things over the last couple of weeks from NFL media people that said there were a lot of people around the league that had a vested interest in Urban Meyer failing. Um, There's a lot of people in professional football that do not like or respect college football, whether it was Spurrier, Saban, Bobby Petrino, Urban Meyer, whoever, when these guys come from college, the the old school good old boys of the NFL they don't want them guys to succeed. Um, kind of weird. It is, but because but it is it does seem to be a thing. Is it just because they don't start as an assistant or a coordinator somewhere and they don't have to work their way up? They're just the hot ticket, and all these well, and, veteran guys are like, and I okay, heard, man. Well, and I heard Albert Breer was talking about it specifically. And he brought up Kingsbury two years ago. And, like, everybody was just lobbing grenades at this guy. You know, oh, he's in over his head. He's a clown, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, look what they've built in three years. I mean, they're they're struggling right now, but they're, they're in the playoffs. He's got a young quarterback that he's had a hand in developing. So things are going well. But, you know, again, now now that they're kind of on a downswing, it's like, up, oh, up, oh, Kingsbury, idiot. It's like, have you watched Kyler Murray? He sucked yeah. the last three weeks. Yeah, he's been bad. It's not always the coach's fault. Been bad. Uh, and then the sad news that uh, broke late last night on uh, on Tuesday night was that that morning on Tuesday, uh, John Madden passed away at the age of 85, did a little commentary on him today, and Grizz put together a cool little montage of some of his interviews when he was uh, elected into the Hall of Fame. He they, he had one of his tough acting and acting commercials that he was Boom. in, and yeah, he did. There was a couple of booms in there as well when he was working the Telestrator, and you could tell he was you know watching replays and trying to describe them. Um, one one of the titans of the broadcast industry um, did it all. He was I think he won seventy six percent of his games as a head coach. Uh, got to the AFC title game seven times, won a Super Bowl, and then spent three decades as a broadcaster and called Super Bowls starting the year I was born. I mean, dude basically did it all, and he landed in the Hall of Fame. Um, but you could tell when it was it was getting to the end, and the last couple of years have not been not been had not been great for him. Um, and then he passed away on Tuesday morning, but but apparently very suddenly, according to all accounts. So. I don't know. Yeah, um, I watched the All Madden uh, special that they had on Fox last night, actually, um, weirdly enough, right after I had heard that he passed. And it was very cool. Um, You know, I mean, he's... I don't know that you can say he's the most important player or person in football of all time, but I think he's the most important in the last 50 years. I mean, when you think about coaching those Raider teams in the 70s, transitioning in the early 80s into the broadcasting, and then in really about 
89.90 is when the video games happened, and that has turned into an absolute phenomenon. It's the most popular sports game of all time. I remember playing those early ones on yeah. the Super Nintendo at Troy Angus's house down the block. We're like, ooh, what's this Madden football thing? Mm-hmm. This is cool. You know? I think I, I think the first one I had it had to be like ninety two, ninety three ish. I, th- I, I had thought it, it was ninety three for us, yeah. You know, and and then you know every successive um, console I've had, PlayStation two, three, four, and so forth. Um, I've always bought Madden. Um, you know, it, it's it's funny. You know, watching that all Madden thing, and they were showing clips and in of you know old Super Bowls and him and Summerall and this and that, and you know, and Troy Aikman was on and. And he made the comment, you know, I feel so lucky that, you know, Madden and Summerall were in their heyday when the Cowboys of the early and mid-90s were in their heyday. And as Troy said, like, he was basically the soundtrack to my career and how fortunate and lucky he felt. And it got me thinking. It was kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, he was kind of the soundtrack to my childhood. Yes. You know, I mean... Obviously, you got the local guys like a Euchre or Jim Irwin or Larravee or whatever. But like you know, for basketball it was Marv Albert, and for and for football it's it's John Madden. And when you hear that voice, when I hear John Madden speak, I think Joe Montana and the '80s Niners. I think LT and Bill Parcells. I think of those Cowboys teams. I think of Favre. And his love affair with Favre and Brett Favre and all that stuff, like it's it's just it's cool that we got to experience a guy like that because he's the greatest, probably broadcast announcer. Period, but certainly football, you know. And it's one of those things. I think that I think guys like Romo and Aikman uh, are a little unfairly criticized because they're the quote unquote number one guy now. And for people our age, we compare it to that. Absolutely. And you can't compare it to that. It's like, you know, you can't compare, um, you can't compare Mac Jones to Tom Brady. It, 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 it's just, it's not equitable. Yeah, they're doing the same job, but it's but a different it's not time. The same. It's if, a different game. And if Tony Romo was boom, bang, boom, and using the telestrator and doing all that kind of stuff, what would they say? Well, you're just ripping off Madden. Madden. So it's a it's a tough tough act to follow and. Um, I I think we were pretty lucky to be little kids growing up and watching it because he made football cool. He did. He really did. He did. And he taught you something. Yes. You know, and, and when he had that telestrator, even though he get carried yeah. away, when he would diagram stuff and point and and say, well, he's gonna go over here because he's gonna block him, and that's gonna free up this over there. It's like, oh, like he was the, really the early X's yes, and O's kind of dude. Sure. You know, he and he didn't get too in depth in it, but he at least told you the basics basics enough where you like you kind of understood why plays succeeded and why they didn't. Yeah. You know, and that's what I appreciated because that's part of the game that I need to understand a little bit more. It's like, well, why are you doing these things? You know what I mean? What are you seeing that causes things to happen? Well, and they said on that thing on the uh, doc, you know, he was the first guy to ever really talk about the line play and explain it. And, like, you know, it's not just O.J. bursting through like and, and because he's O.J. Yeah, it's he's like, good. No, no, no. These dudes just cleared a freaking highway for him to run through. And, oh, you by the way, that guy's really fast. You know, so it was those kind of things that that really kind of set him apart. So sad to see him go. Yep. 
Um, hopefully the Madden, I'm sure the Madden video game legacy is going to continue on for years and years to come. Do you think that kids nowadays, when they want to play NFL football and they're mentioning John Madden as the face of the game, I mean, he's been out of the spotlight for how many years? I mean, we're at the point now where I would think the kids, when they start to play Madden, they don't have any idea who he is. Well, they certainly don't know that he was a Super Bowl-winning coach who won 76% of his games. Right. They don't know that. Like, you know, oh, they, why, why is they, this guy on the they, name of they, the game? They don't know that he single-handedly changed Thanksgiving in America forever. Nobody had ever fucking heard of a turducken <laughs> until John Madden. And they told us, they, they showed a really cool story about the turducken and how that came about. But I'll, I, I'm sure people that watched us saw that. But what, one last thing. Favre, they interviewed Favre for this documentary, and, and they talked about, you know, him and Madden, just, they just hit it off. And he said there was this one time that he was in the Madden Cruiser, and it was early in Favre's career, and they were just shooting the breeze, and he had told Madden that he was having some of his college buddies come, come to Green Bay for the game. And, you know, he was just telling him about this guy and that guy. And one of the guys that was coming, <clears throat> he had an Uncle Rube. Okay. And Favre said Uncle Rube was known for having a large, as Favre said it, sack. Oh, okay? my God. So during the game, oh. Reggie White gets a sack oh, in the game. No. And Madden slips in there. Well, you know, he got him with the old Uncle Rube there. And Favre said, like, to this day, the people, like, in Mississippi just worship John Madden because of that call. That reference. And how hilarious that is. You know, when, nobody else Nobody got knew it. it. Favre knew it. Favre's boys knew it. And Madden knew and it. And Madden knew it. And, he, and Madden thought it was the funniest goddamn thing that this guy just had the biggest meat sack on God's green earth. He called it, he, in, you know, just perfect. Oh, he got oh, him with the old Uncle Rube there. That's yeah, awesome. It was pretty funny. That's funny. That's yeah. a good, that's all right. That's a good way to wrap up that. That's good. All right. Let's uh, move on to some other week 16 results and blow through these that we can remember. I don't remember any yeah, of the seems Titans. Like it was two weeks ago. Beating the 49ers on Thursday night football. I just know Garoppolo played poorly. Yeah. So. And now he's got a thumb ligament injury. So it might be. Uh, Trey Lance going this right. point forward. So, I I, I don't know. Um, Colts beat the uh, Cardinals, and uh, the buzz about Jonathan Taylor keeps going up. The more he plays and the better he does. And the fact that there's just nobody else other than maybe Rodgers that has distinguished that themselves. separated yep, themselves. Right. Yep. 20-point um, win for the Bengals over the Ravens. Seems like Baltimore is kind of done. I mean, they have no D-backs. None. They started a third string, third string quarterback. Third string had to go out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're hanging on by a thread. Um, Bills surprising win to you in Foxborough? Um, by that margin? Well, I mean, I guess I would have assumed that they would have both won at home. Instead, they both won on the road. I feel like Buffalo is the better team, though. Yeah. Yeah. Philly uh, pasted the Giants. Yeah. Boy, Philly's still hanging around, man. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah it's, in, in it's kind of a it's kind of a pile at the bottom um, of these conferences. The Chargers, I believe, thirteen and a half point favorites, go to Houston and drop a turd to the Texans. 
Yeah, forty one I mean, to twenty. They had some guys out with COVID and oh, whatnot, but I mean that team is just soft. I mean they gave up like two hundred yards rushing to Rex Burkhead and whatever other Ham and Egger they threw back there. I mean, are you kidding me? Could you be a more soft team than that? And and they hired a guy that's a defensive coach in in that Brandon Staley guy. I have no so excuse I, for that. Know, I would think no. Chiefs keep rolling. They beat the the uh, I was going to say the Pirates, the Steelers, thirty six to ten. They might as well be the Pirates. <laughs> I don't know how the hell that team is still in the mix. They the the Steelers stink, <laughs> but yet they're a half game out of the playoffs. Yeah, already talked about the Packers and the Browns, uh, Falcons and the Lions. I would not have paid to watch that game. No, at all. no. Um, Atlanta with the with the win over Detroit. Rams beat Minnesota. Competitive yeah, game. And I saw today Thielen's done for the year, had he surgery. On? Uh, it was a knee or an ankle, I can't remember, but, well, yeah, he's done. That's going to hurt Minnesota's chances big time because now you can key in on Jefferson. I don't know who else they have, really. No. I don't, I, I, I don't know. No. Um, oh, boy. I wouldn't pay to watch this one either, the Jets and the Jaguars. Yeah, this is the old number one pick versus number two pick game that the NFL loves to have, but yet when they've scheduled that, they forget that both teams are usually awful. Man, can you imagine having that be locked in in those home markets, that that's the only game that you get at that time, and you're resorting to watch that? Yeah, that's pretty rough. That's that's bad. Tampa Bay just rolls over Carolina 32-6. This has got to be it for Cam. I mean, right? I, I think it's been it. I don't know why yeah, anybody would think washed. he's got anything left. They, they talk about a dire quarterback situation, but you got Cam Newton, you got Sam Darnold, and I think that Kyle Allen. Uh, oh man, that's brutal. That's a lot of. That's why as a Bear fan, it's talent. never quite as. It, it's never we're the Bears are never the worst, right? It's always somebody. They're, they're always down at the bottom, but they're never the worst. Bears fans got to remember that because every <laughs> every time they think they've hit it's rock like, bottom, yeah, the Jets and the Giants in Jacksonville are still, still in around. the league. That's you know? right. Uh, Raiders edge out the Broncos, seventeen thirteen. I didn't see, see any, any of this of game. No, no, me neither. And then on uh, Sunday night, this Dallas put up forty two by halftime. Just an ass kicking. They Total ass kicking. Not out of Washington. And then Monday Night Football, the Dolphins become the first team in NFL history to lose seven straight and then followed up with winning seven straight. And, yeah, they, and, and they, they beat the Saints. The Saints are in a bad position. Well, again, well. they're another team that had to start a third stringer rookie. And uh, yeah, the, that was just going to be a disaster. All right, so week 17, we can kind of preview. Still, we're done with Thursday night games, correct? We don't have any? Yes, correct. So there's, but but now are we into the couple no, on Saturday? No, sat, no Saturday this really? week either. Everything is Sunday. Okay. Um, maybe that's just to kind of let everybody catch up. Monday night, maybe. Because they had the, I don't know, and this a would weird weeks. This would normally be the last week of the regular season, but we've got an extra week because of it the It does of the seem schedule. like the season's dragged. A little bit. Like, on, on one hand, I think, oh, there's only two games left. But I was like, shouldn't they be in the playoff? playoffs like, by now? Yes. Don't, don't we all kind of know? Doesn't it feel like we know who these teams are for yes. the most part? Should. You should by now, anyway. We know who's good and we know who stinks. It's yes. a couple in the middle, we're not sure. And I don't know whether that's even going to get no. decided. Even if you make the playoffs, we're not even sure whether you're good or you stink. Right. Uh, Bills are hosting the Falcons. This should be. I mean, it's a big game. There's a ton. I mean,. Most of these games have playoff implications. 
because almost everybody in the league is still alive. Right, and and not necessarily you have either clinched your division, which you're hoping for, or the team that they're playing is still on the bubble and they need to win too. There's only which one is right team, here. Yeah, there's only one AFC team that's in the playoffs right now, and that's the Chiefs. So, yeah, and Cincinnati, or I should say, Buffalo and New England are tied mm-hmm. at nine and six. So you need you need to win these last two. So um, I, obviously, I'm going Bills all the way in that one. Um, Giants and the Bears. Yeah, this is the hey, thanks for your draft pick bowl because the Bears oh, that's, gave that's, the Giants their pick to, to get Fields. Now, granted. <laughs> Everything I've heard and read, this is not going to be a very deep quarterback draft. No, nope. that that means nothing because you could find a Russell Wilson in the third round, and we don't know it yet. But if you're going to trade draft capital for something, they obviously knew the Bears that this year was not going to be great, so they were willing to give it up. But yeah, the Still. Giants. The Giants would say thanks if. if well, I mean, Chicago the Giants are going to have this. two of the top eight or nine picks in the draft, so that's pretty nice for a team that needs a lot of help. Don't know how they're going to rebound because I think some team in that division needs to go a long way to catch Dallas. Yeah, um, Kansas City and Cincinnati should be a good one. Should be a good one. Cincinnati nine and six. The Chiefs, like you said, are the only AFC team that's clinched. Uh, Dolphins in Tennessee. Can they win eight in a row? Tennessee has surprisingly looked pretty good since Henry went out. Tannehill's actually played okay. Yeah, well, it helped getting A.J. Brown back. True. I mean, he had a monster, monster game, game against the Niners last week on, on Thursday night. So, But Miami's rolling, man. All right, so you now got... You, I, I don't know what I did you there. You got two Tennessees. Who's Vegas playing? I don't remember. I don't have my phone to look it up. <laughs> okay. So skip well, that well, well, they're playing somebody. Uh, Jacksonville and New England. Yeah, cupcake. Uh, thanks, thanks. For, thanks for coming. Thanks, uh, Mr. Goodell, for the cupcake. <laughs> uh, Buccaneers and the Jets, there's another one. And Brady gets one, too. Wow. Philly and Washington, that should be... This is this game's important for Philly. Well, I mean, Washington's yeah, still alive, too. Yeah, they lose, they're done. I, I, I don't know how you come back from let this beat down from Dallas, but we'll see. Um, Rams in Baltimore, this kind of has a, a chance to kind of kick a dead horse. Well, we just don't know who's going to show up for Baltimore. I, you know, I don't right. know who, who, who the hell knows who's going to play. No, I, I don't. And it, it changes daily. Yeah. Uh, Chargers home against Denver is, I mean, is LA done or can they do anything at this point? Well, they got to win. I mean, it's a must win for them. If they lose they're they're I would think done. Um, where are they at right now? They're eight. They're eight and eight seven. And seven. They're, they're tied with three other, four other teams yep. with, for eight and seven. Uh, Raiders play the Colts, by the way. Oh yes, okay. All yep. right. So so that's Indy. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I think I would think Indy, but I think Wentz just went on protocol. But he with the new and things he's, now. It, but he's unvaxxed. Correct. So we'll, but he we'll still see. could come back yep. according yep. to these new protocols. So yep. again, a lot of this stuff's up in the air just by what's been going on. Uh, 49ers and the Texans, if. If the 49ers aren't going to go with Garoppolo, I mean, I think Well, they... if, yeah, if there's a team that you would think you could get away with playing Trey Lance, this would hopefully be it. But I don't know. I mean, is Houston going to play as well as they did last week? I don't know. That's a good question. Arizona still at 10-5, and five, even though they've been playing badly. They run into the Cowboys. They're trying to, trying to keep pace with Green Bay and hope that the Packers stumble I... so Dallas can get the number one seed. i got to imagine this is your 330 game. Um this is a big game. This is a potential first-round playoff matchup. Um, you know, Arizona's still trying to win the division. Even though they're behind the Rams by a game, they do own the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just need a win. I mean, they've been 
really struggling. I think they've lost three in a row. That sounds right. And, uh, you know, Dallas is kind of rolling. They are. They're, they're kind of starting to, to peak at the right time. That defense is looking impressive. Now, granted, you know, I, I, I kind of feel the same way about the the Washington game as I did the week before with the Packers-Bears, where it's like, great, you blew out a crap team right. that has nothing left to play for, really. So I'm not sure what to make of that, but they got a lot of talent on that Dallas team. It's just I worry about their coaching. I I would agree, having been there and done that mm-hmm. with a lot of talent on a team. Uh, Carolina-New Orleans, boy, there's a couple of matchups here that are really, really bad this week. Well, you got to figure if Taysom Hill can play, New Orleans wins. You would hope so. Yeah. Um, Detroit and Seattle? Nothing, Bull. I mean, this is just Detroit trying to make sure they keep that number one pick. Sunday night is uh, the Packers and the Vikings. Temperature is supposed to be hovering right around close to zero. I don't think this game's close. Really? Yeah. You think Green I, Bay I, just murders them? And with Thielen being out, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Minnesota kind of blew their load last week, um, losing that game to the Rams. Um, they've just had so many opportunities to get above water all year long, and they have not been able to. They've not been able to close games out. I just, I don't see them all right. putting up much of a fight. And then Monday Night Football will be the Browns and the Steelers. Loser leaves town. Match. I mean, losers Almost. done. Cleveland seven and eight. I Pittsburgh Cle- seven seven and one. Boy, as much as I think uh, Pittsburgh sucks, I just don't see Cleveland going in there on Monday night winning that game. I. And that's a team that a lot of people thought was a conference championship type of team, or at least getting to the conference mm-hmm. championship in the Browns. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, man. It doesn't. I mean, if they lose, yeah, seven and nine, yeah, you're not, you're not making, you're, it. you're, you're not getting in probably with <laughs> with this muddled picture. Which go ahead, run through the playoff picture right now, starting with the AFC. AFC, like I said, only one team is clinched. That's the Chiefs. Uh, they're number one seed at eleven and four, followed by. Tennessee ten and five, Cincinnati nine and six, Buffalo nine and six are your four division leaders. Colts uh, nine and six, Patriots nine and six, Miami eight and seven. So right now Miami's come all the way back. That's unbelievable to be in the seventh seed. Now they are tied at eight and seven with Baltimore, the Chargers, and the Raiders, uh, but they have the tiebreaker. Pittsburgh right behind seven seven and one. Cleveland and Denver still hanging on by a thread at seven and eight, but you know that's what makes the Denver Charger game for sure. And the Cleveland Pittsburgh game. I mean, really, the loser of that game is done. So those are those are those are big ones. This is actually where the regular season does get fun because these games just Mean they, they got something. a lot yep. riding on them. Even though it might look like a crappy matchup, yep. usually one of the two teams or both have something to play for, whether for sure. it's distancing themselves or locking up a championship or staying in the fight. Yes. Um, so um, uh, Jacksonville, Houston, and the Jets have all been eliminated. Um, NFC, Packers 12-3, and Dallas 11-4, and Rams 11-4, and Tampa 11-4. and All four of those have already clinched the playoff berth. Packers have clinched the division. I believe the Cowboys have clinched the division, and I believe Tampa has clinched the division. Um, Arizona is ten and five, one game behind the Rams in the West. San Francisco at eight and seven. Philly now with the seventh seed at eight and seven. Um, Minnesota, Atlanta, and the Saints all sitting at seven and eight 
with the Redskins. Yes, I said the Redskins. At <laughs> six and nine. Just, saying I mean, it all year. They're, for, they're, the they're, for all intents and purposes, they're done. Yeah. I mean, they could win out and still not make it. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know how the hell Atlanta is still. I mean, people forget Calvin Ridley just dipped on this team. Mm-hmm. Like one of the five best receivers in football just kind of pieced out on everybody and left them high and dry in the middle of the year. They got a chance to make the playoffs. Um, but boy, you get down to those six, seven seeds in the NFC, there there's not much not much to look at there. The Lions, the Giants, the Seahawks, and the Bears and the Panthers all have been eliminated. So no Thursday night game, no Saturday night game. Everything's on Sunday except for Monday night football, and then they'll have everybody play. Um, next week, I, I would assume on like the same schedule so that everybody gets a clean slate heading into the playoffs. I would assume there's also a Monday night game. Pra, uh, last week I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know. Maybe either. they, maybe they, they usually do it like, like baseball and yeah. kind of want to do everything on the last day, but I don't know. Could be. I don't know. We'll have to look at it. All right, so that's the, uh, that's the uh, capsule of the NFL. College football, we're, we're into the bowl games. We've had... Five or six cancellations. We talked about it on our on our broadcast today. Uh, UCLA pulled out of the Holiday Bowl five hours before kickoff. Um, maybe it was even four hours, whatever it was. Um, they A couple of bowls got blown up, and then one opponent went to go play somebody else. I haven't even kept track. Um, they were supposed to be five yesterday. They wound up playing four. Um, well, I, I, I don't even know. I think uh, I think there's two things I take away from it. Number one is the the this the COVID silliness and the rules, and they're just bad. They're they're bad policies, and they need to be updated. We're still going off of the old stuff. The executive director of the Bowl Association said that in an interview, yeah. where he said, "You've had all these organizations who have modified their stuff." And they've been trudging along and being able to play games and been able to do that. The NCAA hasn't done any of that. No. They are still using the beginning of the whole thing, archaic stuff, and now look what's happening. The other takeaway is I think that it's kind of proven, to me at least, that there's too many bowls and that these games just don't matter that much when teams are willing to just walk away. You know, I mean, if, if, if they were as important as – a lot of people in college football would lead you to believe. I don't think that these teams would be so willing to just say, okay, we're done, we're going home. Um, I think the bowl system, I mean, even with like Ohio State playing in the Rose Bowl, like their top five guys just said, yeah, we're not playing. That's the Rose Bowl, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's, we're, we're getting to a point now with, with allowing guys to opt out and stuff that, you know, a, a real true 16-team single elimination type tournament might be where this needs to go because I think w- once you get past the playoffs, I don't know See, that all the players care that much about these games. That's what I was just going to ask. So if Ohio State's in one of the semifinal games oh, instead playing. of Michigan. Yeah, you got a chance to win a title. Right, but now that you don't have that opportunity and you're relegated to the Rose Bowl, and albeit a historical thing, and it's Pac-12, and it's tradition, and it's pomp and circumstance and all that, what does it actually mean? Right, well, yeah, let's when, just when, be honest. When you win it. I mean, let's just be honest. That's not why they went to Ohio State. No, they in the they, Rose they, Bowl. They no, went to play in the playoffs. Correct. And now they're preparing for their future. I didn't get a chance to win a national championship, so this game doesn't really mean anything to me. I'm not seeing any of the payout right. if we beat Utah yep. that the athletic department's going to get a big check for. So 
What am I doing? We're, they're getting the check whether we win or lose. It's the same check. Same check, right. You know, so. It doesn't matter. So why would I risk my future on doing that for a meaningless game? I think by the end of this decade, I think we're going to see a real a change. playoff. And I do. They, they keep talking about, you know, Bill Hancock is one of the guys that's involved, and he keeps getting quoted every time they meet. And they don't even, you know, we still got a few years in the contract. Like, it's going to go down to the last couple of meetings where yeah, they're finally going to yeah, say, you know, we, we, we got to do something yeah. and whatever. But, you know, it's just that it's just. It's just the game playing and politics of that bullshit. It, it's no I different know. than in real politics when everything nobody can be proactive. Everything's no. got to go down to the wire. Yep. Uh, Badgers play uh, Arizona State's little revenge game for Wisconsin, even though I yeah. don't think a lot of people, re- maybe some remember the last time that they played. The Gary um, Anderson game. Yep, and got, got screwed out of the end of that uh, by the Pac-12 officiating crew, or maybe it was the Pac-10 back then, I don't even know. Um, but it's in Vegas. It kicks off. It's the latest bowl game to kick off at 9.30 Central Time. You know, I'm following Keanu Benton on Instagram, and they're, they, had, they had a Fremont Street experience with, uh, you know, under the lights, sure. and they were, they were doing some stuff, and he's kind of posting some things, and it sounds like everybody's enjoying their time out there. And they're, they're, If you're 21, can you go to the casino and gamble? I don't see why not. What, I mean, what's stopping you? I mean, unless they're just because you're a football the, player, unless they got them locked in their rooms because of COVID, that might be. If you're not, know. you're not on a team event. You're in your room. You're staying away from everybody. Could be. I I don't know. That that would be a question I would have liked. If to I was ask a him. senior, that would be a no dice for me though. I'd oh, be like, yeah, okay. I'm going to Vegas. I'm, I'm 20, experienced. I'm, I'm done. 23 years right. old. I'm not going to the NFL. Yeah. I'm here for the enjoyment. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll show up and do the practices and play the games, but I'm getting what I can out there's of this trip. There's a dispensary trip. down the road. There's a couple <laughs> there's a couple of ladies of the night hanging out Crazy here Crazy horse, something like that. Coach, I'll be in my room at Lights Out, but don't worry about I'm, it. I'm 14 Heineken's deep. I paid $6 for them total. Right, and I just paid a dollar ninety five for this buffet. I've been playing the penny slots for four hours to keep getting free beer. My eyes are all bloodshot, staring <laughs> at that screen. That's right. Six gummies and a case and a half of Heinies in my gut. <laughs> Fantastic. Playoffs start on Friday. Otherwise, I'm you know we're in the back half of the bowl games. I'm you know I'll I'll, I'll probably try and watch the playoff games and you know some stuff this weekend. I think the Michigan the game is going to be a very good game. Michigan and Georgia. Yeah, I think that's going to be very interesting. Who would you think is going to come out of there for the championship? Probably Georgia, just because you you know you got to lean kind of the the skill position. But mm-hmm. I I Harbaugh is an awful good coach. And you give him what two or three weeks to prepare for that. It could be a. I think that's going to be a good game. How bad's Alabama going to roll over Cincinnati? Three three scores. Oh, that's going to be a thanks for I coming. Did, I, I did hear though. Uh, boy, it was a college football expert. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> said that this Quotes. is probably the best secondary that Alabama will face all year. Okay. But the rest of the defense is is not doesn't stack up to the SEC. But we'll see, we'll see. All right. It's always nice anyway to just let the a team like Cincinnati get a shot. Yeah, no, I, I I have nothing they wrong with it. that if they've if, if they've earned their way. So, all right, that's college football. We'll move to the Bucks. Um, they just went down to Orlando. They're playing the Magic again tomorrow night. A little uh, two game series there. They they won. I was following along on Twitter. I didn't watch any of the game uh, on Christmas. So I was following along, and all of a sudden, I checked. I'm like, they won. Come back 
win? Yeah. As far as I would, knew, they were trailing that almost the entire game. When did they turn that around? Uh, at about the eight-minute mark when they brought Giannis in, and he looked like he was pissed off. Okay. And then he just started, he just whipped it out and started dunking on everybody. I mean, Boston had no answer. Um, and then the Celtics did at the end of the game kind of what they do, where Tatum and Brown just take turns going one-on-one, and that's a hard way to win against a good team like the Bucs. Um, and they're finally healthy again, isn't like yeah. Brooke Lopez the only guy that is now Pretty out? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, twenty. Go ahead. Twenty-three and thirteen, okay. third in the East, are like a half game behind the Bulls right now for the second spot. Um, yeah, they've won four in a row. They beat Houston, Dallas, Boston, and they blew out Orlando last night. Um, that game, I mean, they were up. 30 in the second quarter, I yeah. think, last night. Well, they, they they won the two before Thanksgiving by a combined 40 when yeah. they played at the Pfizer. And that was without Giannis. Um, they got him back and DiVincenzo back on Christmas for Boston, uh, as well as Bobby Portis and Wes Matthews. Those guys are back. Like you said, Lopez is still out. I expect him to be out probably until, oh, I would guess maybe around the All-Star break at the very earliest, which is usually about mid-February. So okay. it's still going to be a while till we see Brooke. Um but they're playing well. They got Orlando again Thursday. They got the Pelicans at home on New Year's Day on Saturday. And then they go to Detroit on Monday, who I saw today signed Micah Potter. Really? And they also signed a kid who graduated in 2013 from Brown Deer. Uh, I, his name escapes me, but he played high, or he played college down at Chicago State. So Okay. Point of the story is Detroit is scrambling for bodies right now. They're literally <laughs> pulling these guys out off the street. Oh man! So you look at the way this lines up. Bucks should be able to win the next three games. Um, you know, give them a nice little seven eight game win streak, and uh, then they play. I think next Friday they got to travel to New uh, to Brooklyn oh. to play the Nets. So um, that'll be a big one. But speaking of the Nets around the league, Kyrie Irving is back. Yes, kind of. He he lasted all of about forty five seconds before he got put in COVID protocol when he said he was coming back. And I'm a little disappointed in Brooklyn. I mean, selfishly, I wanted him to not play because he's good and it it helps the Bucks. Sure, if he's not there. That makes sense. But you know, oh, what changed if you're the Nets? Like, I'll tell you what changed. Kevin Durant had to play thirty eight minutes a night, and you went, hmm, not a good idea. That's not great. Yeah. James Harden has to play thirty seven minutes a night. Also not huh, great. Not great. Maybe we should let Kyrie play uh, road games. So that's what's going to happen. He still can't play at home or practice at home, but he's going to play on the road allegedly. How's that going to work? I don't know. I don't know. Um, The Bulls keep rolling, man. Mm -hmm. they got a good team. Um, I'm not sure they're a championship caliber team, but they'd be a bitch to play in the playoffs. That's for sure. Um, Tatum and Brown, as I said, Boston's still having their problems. Those two guys are both really good, but they just – something doesn't fit. It's just not working. I just put Tatum in, in the protocol I heard yesterday oh, as they? well. Yeah, okay. so they're, they're wondering about the ramifications for the Bucks now because they just played them on Saturday. But well, I mean, we he haven't probably, heard anything by yeah, now. Well, he, maybe he caught it from the Bucks. Who knows? Because half of their team had it. Right. Um, I'm really surprised at what's going on with the Hawks. Uh, made the conference finals last yeah. year. Played the Bucks tough um, in that series. Right now they're fifteen and eighteen, sitting in the eleven seed, which doesn't even get them into the play-in round at this point. I mean, obviously we've still got fifty games left, 
Um, Trey Young has missed some time. He was in the protocols. He, he just got back. But that team's got a ton of talent, and I'm a little surprised at where they're sitting. Uh, I did see a Jalen Johnson sighting oh. on Christmas. Um because they were down so many bodies, they had to bring him up from the G League to play. But, you know, good for him getting to play on Christmas Day in the Garden. That's pretty cool. Um, out West, Golden State beat Phoenix on Christmas Day in a really good game. Those two, along with Utah, are all really, really good. Um, three best records in basketball, I believe. That's going to be really fun to watch who comes out of the West. Memphis is the four seed right now at 21-14. and 14. Um, Ja Morant is really kind of cemented himself as as a superstar and uh is is a really fun player to watch and and then the Lakers continue to struggle which um pretty much brings a smile to everybody's face yeah, that's... that's not a Laker fan. Anthony Davis got hurt the other day. I think he's going to be out around a month. Um you know, LeBron everybody's talking about LeBron and how wonderful his stats look at this age <laughs> and that's great. Uh but they're sub 500. I was just gonna say, does that matter when Not you're to losing? Me. I don't care. And, and and do Laker fans love they? Well, LeBron fans, it it it's just another one of those things that the LeBron fan likes to throw out there, like, oh, you know, listen, he's averaging more points this year than he has since two thousand well, and nine, and blah great, blah but blah. If but your it's team like, but sucks. Who cares? Yeah, you're not winning games. No, you know, he's getting stats, but he's not able to affect the game like he used to. And uh, a lot of people are pointing the finger at Westbrook, which. You know, you kind of knew what was going to happen. And uh, Anthony Davis did Anthony Davis things, and he's out hurt. That's just kind of what he does. So Lakers seem like they're a mess. They are, and they're very much fun to root against. <laughs> so. All right, that is your NBA update. Uh, Badgers are going to tip off here in just about seems half like, an hour. Seems like I haven't watched a Badger-Marquette game in a month. Yeah, that's it. Badgers are, I mean, they, they had this three little – non-conference string over exam time um, in the break. They played two Big Ten games, and they jumped back in. They beat Nichols State. They were supposed to play Morgan State. That got canceled because of the Bears program. They brought in George Mason. Then the Badgers had to cancel because they had COVID issues. And now the game with Illinois State tonight is supposedly still on. That tips off at 7. I don't know anything about the Redbirds. They've scored over 80 a game. They got, I think they're 8-4, and four, something like that. I don't even know what league they're in, but... Um, I don't know. I I would assume. I don't know who's out for Wisconsin. If anybody is, um, I would assume this should probably be a win. But they they had to rally and beat Nichols. So yeah, they I don't they, know. they struggled. I believe Johnny Davis missed that yes. game, if I remember correctly. Correct. So that was certainly a factor. But I mean, Jesus, at home and only win that game by three, and it was they were down most of the first half in that sure. game. Yes. So, <clears throat> and, you know, and like you said, Illinois State tonight. Then they got to go to Purdue Monday, and I mean, you want to talk about a house of horrors for the Badgers over the years? They never win at Purdue. No. Purdue and ranked, Purdue's really good. They're ranked so. third in the country. They were first, and then they immediately lost. But they're still a top five team, yeah, uh, for sure. So we'll see how it goes for the Badgers tonight. Uh, Marquette. Um, last time they played, they just had their game. They're supposed to play tonight, and yep. and that got canceled. They're supposed to play against St. John's. Uh, yesterday, I think. See, I, well, whatever, yeah, either one, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they. I mean, look, you're in a conference now. You're, you're, you're there. There aren't any more nights off, and you know they had to go to Xavier, which is a very good team. Lost by nine. Played UConn at home, which is a a good young team. Lost by eight. So, I mean, look from my Marquette fan perspective, they're in these games, which is which is good. Um, 
They got Creighton at home Saturday. That's one I would like to see them obviously get. And then next Tuesday, they got to play Providence, who I think is 11-1 and right now, and they beat the Badgers at the Cole mm-hmm. early in the year. Providence is a good team, too. So the Big East, while, you know, I'm not sure Villanova is is quite the uh, the quality that they've been the last couple of years, this is a very deep league, and I, I think a lot of teams are going to beat up on each other in the Big East this year. But I just love seeing UConn back. Yeah, in the big East. I remember you mentioned where, that last time we belong. did this. Yeah, so all right, all right. We don't uh, we don't really have anything uh, else. No, um, no. We we want to get this in. We've had yeah. games. Yep. We got the New Year's coming up. We got some good football stuff. We want to get a quick one in here and you know wet the or satiate the appetite of Ooh, good one of all of our rabid loyal listeners <laughs> throughout the metropolis known as Janesville. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't reach out or post anything. I got to do that. But somebody had commented on our on our uh, podcast the last time we did when we talked about finding those that old footage. Oh, Schmitty, yeah, yeah. yeah from, I forgot to respond to him too. From Johnson Cable, Marcus Cable, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, for those old TV tapes games. Um, we saw Coach to the, uh, this afternoon before they, I assume, went to want a key for a for a Craig Boys game. But uh, ne- next time we do the the Cougar Boys, I would like to talk to him and see if he would have any names or any idea. Just because you know he's one of the only ones that you know are still around and that available to talk to. We got to get him into a quiet area where he can hear us, though. It's very true. <laughs> he's he's become very good at lip reading. Oh, uh, yes. But, the, but you're right. Well, luckily, we take our masks off so he can read our lips. <laughs> That's but. right. So maybe I'll try, to, I'll, tr- I'll try to do that in the next couple of weeks if I see him and just kind of see if he would have any idea about where I could start for that kind of well, thing. Well, it was kind of funny. Um, tonight after the yeah. girls' game, um, Jen Hummel, mm-hmm. one of the parents of, or uh, the mom of Kate Hummel, one of the better players on the team, came over and and showed us a, a, a photo that her mother-in-law had sent her a bunch of old WCLO game tapes from when Tony played in the late '80s. Her husband Tony Hummel, who rest in peace. Um, so she's got some of those and cassette, they, it, cassette. So and it was just kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, that looks like me. I got all those. That's right. And I was, you know, we were talking about how my dad would set the recorder on one boombox at 7:45 and the other one at 8:45 because otherwise you couldn't get the whole game. Nope. Because nobody was there to flip that's the tape right. over. So that's yeah. right. Some things are better Absolutely. these days. Yeah, but not everything. Not, not, everything. not most things. All right, we're gonna not, run not out all of, these not all these goddamn bricks that these kids throw up from three. <laughs> Jesus H. We're gonna run out of music. That's the intentional foul for this week. Thank you for listening, downloading. Please subscribe and please tell your friends. Until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Dan, and we will talk to you next time. Happy New Year. Go Bucks.